you want to flip it? Yeah, I am. Saluda Buongiorno Bianco Neri, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel and unfortunately we're going to kick this week off, this Monday off, discussing the 1-0 defeat at the hands of Roma. There is a lot to tackle in this one. Um, yeah, just fans talking about absolutely everything after this one. This team's Failure to score goals, the offense, starting Chiesa, playing a 4-3-3. Everything has been under a microscope. We're going to get uh, Omar's feelings, my feelings on the game. Obviously, uh, everyone who takes part in the live chat. We're going to see how everybody was actually feeling at this one. Um, there's a lot to discuss in a game that was tight for space and not a lot in it to be honest, uh, to talk about. But there's like not a lot in it from a match perspective, but still definitely a lot to talk about omar we're gonna kick things off again how are you feeling uh right now yeah are you okay this morning yeah yeah i'm fine it wasn't horrible as far as defeats go i know we know it could be worse it was just something that might have been expected to some degree oh uh, yeah i mean the both teams are more known for their defensive solidity than their you know attacking proficiency so it was going to be a grind of two attacks that don't operate so well and just someone would get the first goal through a set piece and then they'll be happy to sit back unlucky for us Roma got the first goal so you know I could have seen this happening Roma Roma and they're actually perfect at home since the last match day before the World Cup they haven't conceded and they won all their games no they and lost one not in the league. It wasn't a league loss to Empoli, or was it Empoli? I'm pretty sure it no, was. No, it was, it was from Monaza last week, but it was away. No, no, no. There's a home defeat in there because they're five out of their last six at home not conceding. Oh, they okay. might have won that game 2-1. They might have won that game 2-1. Let me check. Yeah, you wow. could check it. I'm going to remind yeah. everybody that's tuning into this on your audio outlets to, uh, of course, head over to YouTube. That's where you get the daily update videos, a ton of extra content, the pregame shows, and then, of course, watch-alongs. I'm going to thank everybody again who was with me yesterday for the watch-along. Those things are amazing, and uh, I love uh, the great comments and the great support for doing that uh, and uh, sometimes games like that yesterday, it can be infuriating, but it makes it easier with the great uh, AJC army and community that we have built here. So I thank all of you. Now, Michael Rasso coming in here. Ciao, AJC. Mancini, disgusting. We're definitely going to talk about what went down. Mancini, obviously, Moise Keen. We're going to talk about everything in the aftermath as well. Um, now. Per perfect. Perfect at home. For all there you go. There you go. So perfect at home. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into everything with this game. The lineup, the lineup was as expected, and it was Di Maria starting. Obviously, they're splitting up Chiesa Di Maria to continue with the 3-5-2. And that's a mixed opinion amongst Juventini as well. If we should go 4-3-3-3-5-2. For me, and now in hindsight, I see a lot of people saying, you know, Juve should have tried it this game. This is the game. Try 4-3-3. Get Di Maria out there. Get Chiesa out there. But again, there's a lot of factors. Number one, they're obviously super cautious about Chiesa right now. 
he doesn't look like he's got a major issue coming off the bench either right now at this point. Pogba, we know he's just getting back in the fold. But not only that, Roma does struggle against teams that mirror them in setup because it's harder for them to get going. They can counter teams and they want to counter teams. And we, if you go back to the beginning of this year, and even if you look at this game, when we went into a 4-3-3 shape, because we did through some substitutions, when we did that, we all of a sudden got opened up. And that's when Roma started to look like they might create something because their goal actually came off relatively nothing. And for me, I'm still going to stand by the fact that we I don't see a four-man backline I like. And just for emptying the clip, not going to do but. Regardless, we'll get to that whole discussion because that's a long one. 3-5-2 and the lineup. I had zero issues with our starting lineup. Omar? Yeah, same. We've talked about it a lot recently and decided it's best to move forward with what we know and what has worked so far. And it was no different. Yeah. We're going to get to the highlights. We're going to... Trust me, we're going to slam through these highs because there's so much to break down and uh, talk to more in the aftermath of this one. But we start off the game. There's a cross that comes in that falls for Vlaovic. He can he barely, barely directs this thing to goal. Some saying he's got to do much better there. I feel like it snuck up on him and curled away to his back leg, but I'd still expect uh, maybe a trap and try to turn and shoot, get a little more on I I don't really know. It's such a boom, boom quick kind of play but nonetheless nothing comes out of that Dybala end up coming the other way he gets a shot from outside goal that uh, Tech easily pushes away um, we get a fast break this is off us uh, Spinazzola was taking on uh, Juan Cuadrado down the left flank he gets his cross in but we cleared it falls to Fajoli Fajoli does well to find Vlaovic who then finds Rabio. Um, Fajoli continued his run after finding Vlaovic. He was open from about the halfway line. Rabio didn't see him for quite some time. Rabio luckily finally does. Plays that into Fajoli. His touch lets him down. So his touch lets him down, and then Matic ends up taking it out. If the pass comes a little bit sooner, maybe it doesn't curl away like into I don't know. You, some are speculating like he was open for so long. Maybe if he hits him sooner, but I don't know. Fajoli maybe doesn't have the pace to get around that defender if he gets it early on. So maybe the fact that it worked out playing to later, at the end of the day, he's he can't get stripped there by Matic so so easily. He's got to be aware, regardless of the touch he gets on that ball then he's got to turn into shielding or whatnot. He just kind of, he muffed that. And it was a great spot and something that should have at least created an opportunity. What do you think, Omar? I think it's some of the stuff we see with Miretti too, with these young guys, when they get to the, you know, top level and play again, play a tough, tough matches against tough opponents. You gotta take your chances. You gotta be very quick with your thinking and your execution and, it, they're just at the beginning of their career in uh, in top flight and top level, so it will get better. But that's some of the things you get from youngsters all the time. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunate one there because uh, man, yeah, I wanted him to uh, find goal there, and it would have been a great opportunity. Again, just couldn't settle it. Locatelli ends up taking a hit from long, long range. Uh, ends up swerving, but right at the chest of Patricio, and then. 
we get a little bit of buildup now coming into Danilo climbing up into space and he gets a cross back post. Rabio does everything right. Makes a great run. Uh, Danilo finds him back post header goes off the post, unfortunately. And uh, there you have it. We go into halftime nil nil. What did you think about the first half Omer? I think it was pretty drab. Both yeah. teams were very cautious and they didn't send numbers forward and they enjoyed the, just having possession back in the defense and no one really pushed for a goal you have pushed a bit uh, towards the end of the half but overall it was very you know cautious type of game from minute one and we, we were slightly better got the better chances throughout that half yeah but but overall it was expected from both of those managers I mean Mourinho and Allegri there are similarities in their uh, game style and game plan yeah so nothing special yeah there was nothing really into that first half and neither team really getting after but Juve was poking and prodding a lot more and um I don't know Kostic was doing well I thought he was he was taking on uh Zaliski when he had to and knowing the opportunities when to take him on and go I thought he was doing a good job um I didn't like how we were using Di Maria we're gonna get to this later on but Again, overall, I thought, hey, if we ramp things up a bit more, it's just a matter of time based on how we're playing. We were more likely to score than Roma. So, yeah, again, I do have a, I do have a problem there, a tactical problem, because when Kostic pulls to the left, the guy who always joins him is Sandro and Rabio. Yes, I think Rabio should be in the area. I mean, he's a physical presence. He's a big guy. And it's always like Vlahovic alone and Quadrado trailing back and we're missing bodies there that should be midfielders. When McKenney was playing, he was the one making the runs. But when he's not, Fajoli is not getting in too much. And I would want Rabio to be there because Kostic crosses all the time. Unlike yeah. Quadrado, who sometimes gets it and sometimes just doesn't. I've got, a, I've got a, like some tactical issues and we'll get to that when we get to the discussion on setup and everything. But uh, yeah, I got, I got some tactical issues. I got an issue with uh, two. Um, and we're just getting into halftime. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, what were your thoughts on half of this one, man? I had some notes at halftime. Uh, no issues. Slow game. You could now I had my pregame prediction of four, nothing. And I put in the group chat 15 minutes into that thing. It was heading for one nothing or zero zero. It oh, was yeah. just there was nothing happening, nothing going on in that game. So, no real takeaways. You, I don't think there's much you could take away from that. You know, a couple block shots here and there, but there was nothing, no action. Yeah, and again, still through all that, I felt Juve was more likely to score. Um, Correct. We were the ones kind of pressing, trying to dictate. It comes down to lack of ideas, and I'm gonna say it again how we use our players. We'll mm -hmm. dive more into that later on. Now, halftime, we get a change. Benucci has to come in. Sandro is the one out. This one kind of uh, was odd. Um, I was thinking if Benucci's coming in, like I was trying to wrap my head around what this, because I didn't actually see Sandro laboring or anything. I didn't catch it while I was doing the watch along. I didn't know if somebody was injured. It didn't look like it to me, just watching it live. But uh, my instant thought was is he gonna try to use him to uh like help uh how we distribute the ball how we're moving things is it gonna is it a way to kind of push Di Maria further up to stop him coming to collect the ball behind the mids 
it ended up just being that Sandro needs out. And today we get the reports that he's being evaluated and whatnot. So Sandro's got, uh, yeah, something going on and they're going to be evaluating, but uh, Benucci ends up coming in at the half is what it is. The news is that it's nothing serious. Uh, Mm -hmm. After a test, just manage day by day and might make it to Freiburg. Yeah. Now, we get to this moment, and I swear to God, it's literally one of three moments in general that Roma can score a goal, and they actually do. As mm-hmm. the play's coming up the flank, we're dropped off pretty deep, and the ball's uh, over on the uh, left side for Roma, our right side, which is Quadrado. I see Quadrado call Fagioli um, over. I immediately get pissed off and say, that's of your man 1v1. Just go mm-hmm. and close him down. Don't drag Fajoli over there. Fajoli goes. Now we have a mismatch in the middle, and you can clearly see it. As Locatelli had followed his man to the back line, the back line didn't push Locatelli off, even though they didn't need him there because they weren't outnumbered. They don't push him out. The ball moves in centrally. Locatelli now gets engaged. What does Rabio do the second Fajoli gets sucked out to the flank? He had moved over as well. The ball finds Mancini. Still through all this. Still through all this, we're not in any harm. He mm-hmm. can have a shot from out there. Whatever. Mm-hmm. In it goes, back post. Screamer, low, hard, kind of gets through a couple bodies. Originally, I wasn't hard on tech. After watching again, his hand is literally above the ball. It's above the ball as he takes his dive. And it's almost like right here. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Can I jump in on this one? Sure. He was screened. Now, I know Lucci's in here in the comments, and this numbnuts said something about, well, what about, what do hockey goalies do? They're always looking. First of all, that guy will never hit a ball like that ever again in his life. Never in his life. Second of all, it came through. He was looking one way, and the ball came the other way through the bodies. So when you see a goalie, have, and again, people are going to say I'm a tech slappy. When you see it, when a goalie knows it's coming, he's at full stretch that way. He wasn't sure where that ball was. And by the time he had his arm out, if it's coming this way, it was already past him. So, yes, his arm wasn't at full stretch. He couldn't see it. It came through three legs. Yeah, and still, I mean, it's not his fault. He's not at fault for the goal. Nine times out of ten, it's just out of bounds. But I do expect... It's not that I expect, okay, so I don't expect them to do better, but I know that like Courtois and those guys, they're taking that ball. I don't know if Perrin does. I, I'm not going to assume. He but he's just it. not a top level. I mean, I that's a bad looking from him. That's a bad looking goal. I don't, it doesn't like, look good. It, I yeah. get it. It went through legs. The shot was from forever away. And when he dives out, he's not even diving. He's almost falling. His arm's not even fully extended. It's like, at least extend yourself if you're going there. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, from the point where the vision of the ball still comes in, which is the top of the 18, once mm-hmm. he gets the vision, okay? So if you're going to call it by him not seeing it, once he sees it at the 18, he still has from there to where he gets it on his hand, and he's still – he's swiping at it. His hand is above the ball. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I just – for me, it looks bad. It looks like he should have – probably stop that one there was a good shot after like they played the replay after the goal and then about a couple minutes later they showed it again and there was a camera angle from right behind mancini and you can see the flight of the ball 
how it goes through all the players. And you can see Tech, he doesn't see it until the end. But, hey. I don't know, man. I, he, he, I don't but know. It, to, to, in your defense, in your defense, he was that. I, I tweeted from the main just before that. The goalies are going to get bored and they're going to have to make one save. And that was the one save that Tech had to make. He had to make that save. He's got to make yeah, that save. He has that, excuse. I can make an excuse for him, but in a game like that, you're only going to get one shot and you have to make the save. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, the difference between goalkeepers who win you matches. And keep you in the game than the ones who don't. And Chesney usually don't. That's that's just a bad looking goal. Like I said, I've seen all the camera angles. I'm sorry. If your hand is that friggin' close to the ball and you could see it from the 18 yard line, mm-hmm. you do enough reflex testing as a keeper from like closer than the 18. You gotta make that save. You gotta get your friggin' hand on that thing. You can't have your hand mm-hmm. above the ball when it's right at you. Like it's just, just your hand like it's just got to be there so i don't it's care like, height. from 18 yards to see that thing i don't know that pisses yeah. me off that one and, it, and it's perfect in perfect height i mean it's not yeah. in the top corner it's not to the bottom corner it's you know mid-air yeah we're not talking about it being on the fingertips it's literally at his hand it's just his hands above the friggin' ball yeah. like i get it you didn't see it till the 18 but my god man and it, like, it was a, it was a points, hard but... shot, but I wouldn't say it was an absolute cannon by any no. means or whatever. Like, fuck, it was still – no, no, I'm sorry. Sl- I can't back tech me. on that one. I ex- that's a big save he's got to make. He's got to make that. I don't Point know, taken. but piss me off. Anyways, we're down 1-0 to these clowns when they shouldn't deserve it. Uh, frustrating Deserve one. has nothing to do with it. What's that? Deserve has nothing to do with it. So, well – you know, there's been games where we haven't deserved the wins and we got it. So here's one where we're kind of on the back foot when we really shouldn't be. Now, Quadrado gets a free kick here. Um, he ends up taking this one off the post. Um, I said the right there at that moment, this is just not going to be our day. When Rabio mm-hmm. bangs that one off uh, the post earlier, Quadrado comes in with a, a great free kick. Mm-hmm. It hits post, goes out. I'm just like, you know what? We're not getting one today. It just it just felt that way. It just Didn't had feel that it. feeling uh, yeah, when that starts happening. Then you get uh, guys just trying to do things. Di Maria ends up taking a rip from like distance, six to eight inches higher. That thing goes in and it's out of Patrizio's reach. Unfortunately, um, it's not, and he saves it. It goes out. Juve gets a corner kick. Paredes ends up coming into the game for Locatelli. We're gonna talk about this Locatelli switch later because Max had some words about it. Um, but uh, Paredes comes in, he whips one in, it deflects off a Roma head, off the post again, just to show you that it's one of those days, all right? And um, after that, I mean... How late was that one? Off Sorry, this Bert, post. How late was that deflection off the post? Was that late in the game? Was it 80th minute? It's late there? in the game because he subbed yeah. on around 77, 78. So it's late yeah, well, in that the one. Game. When that one hit the post, I was the same. as That's the one where I said, we're not getting one. So that deflects off the post. Even after this, there's a scramble. The ball ends up going to Di Maria. He crosses it back in. It gets clear to Chiesa, who absolutely drills this thing. Blocked, deflected out wide. Rabio mm-hmm. trying to do everything in his power to save this thing, to keep it in play, but he can only get it as far as Patrizio. Then we get another opportunity with Chiesa working on the left flank. He crosses it in. This thing is cleared, but sits nicely in the area. And Danilo 
kind of muffs it, kind of muffs it, still forces Patrizio to have a stop. And Pogba was in there in case of a rebound. It didn't quite make it to Pogba. Patrizio hung on to it. That kind of wraps things up, everybody. A 1-0 defeat and a frustrating one. That leaves Juventini kind of all over the map as far as what they, what we needed to do, what we need to get done and everything. In terms of uh, Allegri, the team and everything like that, for me, I said this is one of those games where I felt like there's a lot of opportunities here and there where, again, we're making some bad decisions and some of the execution is piss poor. Um, but it Di is. Maria, I didn't even get to this one in the first half. Flea was the first, no, second half. Di Maria has a low cross in there. We have three bodies and not one of them. That thing needed a touch and it's in the net and not one of them had it. Back post. This is another problem I have with our setup. Back post coverage. On one of those was Benucci. Ball, Benucci was one of those. It was Benucci Vlaovic was one of those Benucci. guys. Where is our other back post coverage that usually comes from Empty. a winger or a wing back or whatnot? Yep. No back post coverage. Two out of the three guys that were in there, one was Fajoli, the other was Benucci. And then mm-hmm. Vlaovic, who was short post. Mm-hmm. What? It's just, it's mind blowing to me some of the things we do. But, However, but that's some of the criticism we have on our fullbacks. They don't, I mean, if you remember, Asamoa and Lichtsteiner were always present, but Sandro and Quadrado are rarely at the back post. And every team in Europe uses that system. There's always someone, whether you watch Bayern, Liverpool, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always someone there. It's been a problem for like two, three years. It's nothing new. We've talked that's about That's a tap it. in. That's a tapping goal. Yeah, you just got to touch that thing. That's going to go in net and sell out. I didn't see anybody selling out for it. And it's Our just it's frustrating. Don't get in the area. Nonetheless, nonetheless. Don't stink. I don't this stunk. game, for me, it just it's one of those games, again, when you have three go off the post. Roma did nothing. Zero. Okay? People want to talk about like us need to make drastic changes and all this. Roma did nothing. They didn't even create a big chance and got their goal. We mm-hmm. had not only a big chance, definitely a big chance, I would say a couple, but we also had big opportunities where yet again, our players just not sharp enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the game to die on a hill of reinventing everything. That's just like four, me. Four, three, 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 what four, three. What do you three, guys three. think? Omer? I mean... We- We've said it in the beginning that it's a tough ground to begin with. Not many teams have done well. And you were just another statistic, another team who didn't score at the Olympico in 2023. So I know it was just one of those games that it's not your day and everything goes sideways. I mean, I wasn't angry. They gave it the role. The team fought. The team created chances. It just was unlucky. I mean, hitting the post, what, three, four times? That's that's something you can't factor into statistics and saying the team was bad, yeah, because they didn't score. There, there's more to it, and I believe anyone who watched the match, yeah, there are performances of specific players that weren't good enough, in my opinion. But as a whole, but it team, is, they did. I felt they did give it the role, and it just wasn't going in for them. So it wasn't their day. In this one, in the aftermath, it's all about. Why would you not start Chiesa? Why would you not play 4-3-3 and all this? Again, I'm like, 
it's just for me it's one of those games nothing goes your way you just need to forget about it and we need to forget about it quick people are weren't happy that we didn't get a lot of opportunities as frequently enough well again there's another team on the other side of the pitch the space was limited space was limited it was hard to create again i think we do ourselves some damage but 4-3-3 this would have been the game to try it. I heard that. I had a good, long, lengthy discussion with a Juventina over this. And I said, no, teams that mirror Roma in setup are the ones that give them the hardest time. It would not have been the game to go with the 4-3-3. And that's not even factoring in Chiesa still unsure about him going 90 minutes or going for that long amount. So that's still an uncertainty. Paul Pogba as well, still an uncertainty. But the 4-3-3, I will die on this hill. I don't like our back for any combination you give me. I won't feel good about it. And in this game, we moved to a 4-3-3 after a couple of the substitutions. And it looked way worse. We had space all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Roma was actually being able to strip us and come back at us. I don't like this. I don't like us in a 4-3-3 right now like no, I just we, don't. we don't have any fullbacks on the bench I mean when mm-hmm. Quadrado came out Chiesa slotted yeah. in Sandro, but that's when it went back the middle, had to move. and Chiesa yeah, and the Danilo had to move back. left Danilo had to move left and Bonucci Bremer partnership I mean it's something we haven't seen a whole lot and in a game when you gotta have a goal that's risky playing with two fullbacks who have no substitution on the bench yeah. Now, again, yeah, I want I like this one. So this one here is, I agree that I, we our best chance, like Di, Di Maria's chance, came through the middle when he had that long range effort with the big save. Um, low crosses is, is how you beat big center backs on the ground. We had those. We just to out. You just made the point. There was nobody at the back post. That's how you beat the big center backs. I thought. We just didn't do enough of that. And I don't think changing the setup was gonna was gonna help. Why would we have four fullbacks? I know one of the fullbacks is gonna be the attacking on the wing, but we had them pinned back. We had the ball in their half. What? I'd love to see that stat. Got to be over eighty percent. It's I don't, I don't be. have percentage for that. The but thing is, I didn't see how four through three would help. Yeah, like changing setup for this game would not have been the call. Again, mm-hmm. you finish a game with more shots on target than the other team has total. Total attempts. We finish with more on target than they have total attempts. How That's often smart. does that happen for Juventus? Okay? Mm-hmm. So to say that the setup Never. is what failed, I'm not going to buy that in a game where, again, you hit three posts, you get opportunities – and some of the times that execution lets you down. Look at the Fajoli moment. Look at Danilo whiffing on a hit. Look at Vlaovic not being able to make up his mind if he wanted to shoot at the top of the area when a clearance fell to him. He tries to thread the needle, a striker, thread the needle to Fajoli there. Have a hit on goal. I need you to shoot the friggin' ball, not try and thread the needle to a midfielder that's running in there. That's got guys draped all over him. So... Again, the decision-making around the final third, this team lacks the confidence in the final third, okay? Mm -hmm. That's one. That's one. And you could see it when these guys are getting in there. 
when you want to talk about setup, here's the thing for me. How we use our midfielders is crucial. And I'm going to keep saying this. Even Vlaovic, okay? We might as well bring up Vlaovic because he is Good time. this hot topic that everybody's flipping out over, you know, sell him, flop, all this. I feel bad for Dusan Vlaovic. And the reason I do is because, and this is not uh, a clearance for him, not saying that he needs to do more, whatnot. But if I'm watching him play, and everybody wants to talk about tactics, all this. What's our game plan yesterday? What's the game plan from Vlaovic's point of view? He held up the ball, he mm -hmm. distributed, and he moved to the penalty spot. Mm -hmm. Rinse and repeat over mm -hmm. and over and over. And he did it, we he did, did it well. Not, we did not try to get him to come out and draw attention, play off of Kostic, whatever, and then use some other guys in and around the area. When you factor that and you add into the fact that we had Di Maria behind our midfielders to collect the ball, mind you, a midfield that has Locatelli and Fagioli in it, and we use Di Maria behind them in this one, I don't like it. And I know in some games we've had Fagioli pushing up further ahead to free up space for Di Maria, but in this one, the space was gone. The space was gone, so I'd rather have Di Maria up in and around the area to create havoc. And Fajoli's more than capable to be the guy that drops back and collects the ball. And he's a midfielder. Like, that's the kind of shit that bothers me more than just saying, oh, we need to go 4-3-3. Yeah, and Roma didn't even press. I mean, there wasn't a lot of time to pass the ball in the back and have midfielders move around. It's not like they... Di Maria had to salvage Juve coming out of a press. It was pretty, you know, easy to navigate all the way to the halfway line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some credit to Roma. I mean, they are compact. They, they defended great. They closed out every lane, pushed Juve to the side where we could only cross, which is good for them because they're taller than us and they have more guys in the area. I mean, eventually some sort of tactics won here and it wasn't ours. You know, I had hope that we were going to change something up when we saw Rabio and Fajoli switch sides. And I was thinking in my head, okay, this could work because they had the right side shut down. Spinazzola had Quadrado clamped down. He mm -hmm. wasn't going anywhere. And that's fine for us because Kostic was making Zaliski look silly on the left side. So keep that up, push Fajoli forward, create a triangle and use Vlaovic. But Vlaovic just again in the spot, in the box, and that's it. But if he yeah. comes out, you've got a triangle now, Kostic, Vlaovic, Fajoli. Rabio could be the one from the far side, and he's bigger. He's bigger than even Vlaovic. Get in there and create havoc if you do want to cross. And then your back post coverage for Quadrado. But we don't seem to do that. We seem to be very, very uh, just simple. Set Vanilla. guys where you position. Like Rabio's getting on the ball in technical areas that are maybe beyond him. But again, overall... But Jolie took a lot of heat in this game. Uh, I don't think I he, he, was, I I don't he, think he well. was that bad, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, we th this is the same thing I've been saying for a while. This team needs to figure out how it's going to score goals. And it needs to start mm -hmm. executing. Not only that, there's games at the start of the season we couldn't even generate. Now mm -hmm. all of a sudden we can, but we're not putting it in. We're not putting mm -hmm. it in. We need to start scoring. And... It's a problem when you're losing games that you're only conceding one goal and you've only won one game when you've conceded. 
like one goal like what are we doing and it, and it will be interesting because like in february we had a relatively comfortable schedule you know team wise and opponents and and you were managed and they pulled through you know with flying colors i mean they only one draw the rest are wins but now comes a set of fixtures who are challenging and this will be interesting because there are games who are you know head to head so there are six pointers basically and we lost the first one europa league is coming into play we have to meet inter three times so now is the real test of allegri and this team on the plus side of that we almost have our full team back which is great for that amount of games and it will be interesting to see how allegri minus keen i don't yeah okay and we'll definitely get to the key yeah, we'll get in there i don't know so this is not to pick on acid okay um we can't get the idea that we were unlucky we can't get off supposed to be off, off the, the idea, idea that we were unlucky okay listen saying we're unlucky is fact three posts that's not good luck and i'm just gonna highlight this if it was the reverse juve wins this game one nil and roma had hit three posts all we would hear about is how unlucky or how lucky Rubentis. we were to escape with a victory mm-hmm. so i know Allegri for both. a fact everybody would be waiting to use that point against Allegri but now all mm-hmm. of a sudden you can't use it in a game where it is a fact we were unlucky it makes mm-hmm. zero sense so let's stop talking about luck altogether and let's luck keep it in tactics it. and let's keep it in setup and whatnot also right. I'm gonna not get into the discussion today on Max Allegri and getting rid of him right now it's gonna cost 60 million euros and it ain't gonna happen until the summer so regardless of that, everybody needs to buckle up and get ready for this ride from here on out to the end of the season. Especially We're not going to talk about Max yeah. being fired right now because it ain't going to happen. No what chance. we can talk about is criticisms of what this team can do. And again, if you're trying to come at me with a 4-3-3 setup, I am going to challenge that. And people saying that Roma was the game to do it, strongly disagree. Sampdoria, mm-hmm. though, potentially. Freiburg is next up in Europa League. Do you unleash mm-hmm. a four-three-three? That game's at home, right? I'd say and no. this is and this is a perfect example for us to score. We need a four-three-three lineup. What difference does a four-three-three lineup have if Di Maria is collecting the ball behind your midfielders? I don't see any difference. If I'm being honest, we are not optimizing where our players are and getting the most out of them. Di Maria doesn't th- need to be the guy behind the mids. I think a 4-3-3 is good for us next season. When we have the proper players for it and we start it from the beginning, then that's a discussion. This season, you know, Al, you guys go into the tactics way more than I do. From when I see a 4-3-3, we stink. Like, we create nothing and we're it, – it, that is our worst lineup. And it's not even close. Yeah. But maybe, ne- maybe moving forward – Next season with the right players we get in the summer, potentially. It's not balanced enough. Yeah, we just, we don't look. We don't have the fullbacks. It's not balanced enough. And it's, I get it. So this was the argument. And we'll let you guys go on this one. Mm -hmm. You have to get your best players in the lineup. And if you don't Mm -hmm. get them in the starting lineup, you're failing. That's that's literally what sparked a discussion between me and the same Juventino. It was like, if you're not able to find a lineup that gets your best players out there and i'm like well 
for me, it's simple. What do we sacrifice to have to get that? Because this isn't FIFA. It's real life. Mm -hmm. So what are we sacrificing to get those three out there? That's how I feel. And then it sparks this whole discussion that for me, it's not just emptying the clip up top. It's about balance and what's our best. 3-5-2 has been our most stable in both defensive and creation. It has. Mm -hmm. And the numbers back it. Omar, is he failing because he can't find something that gets Pogba, Di Maria, and Chiesa all out there? First of all, we can't. I mean, Pogba, it's his second game back. He, I don't believe he has 40 minutes in him to play. So you can't mm -hmm. use that as an argument. They were all on the pitch, but you can't judge in these moments because just Roma were you know, just staying back. They were leading, so Juve naturally pushed hires. Uh, we didn't have anyone back, and Roma weren't looking for that second goal. So it's not like they played against an organized team who also needs a goal and needs to win this game. So I can't judge it based on that. Max just threw everything he had, uh, adding King to the mix. I mean, that's all of our attacking players on the pitch. Yeah. I will say so this. I know. I won't blame him. I, yeah. Uh, Anth, what are your thoughts on, like, is he failing because he's not getting these guys? Are you in the same thought process as me and Omar here? Well, it, it's hard to... It's hard to disagree with that point. Like you want to get your best players out there. I think we all, I think we can all agree. Oh, we would love to see Pogba, Di Maria, Vlaovic, and Kiesa at the same time. Of yeah, course we in would. A one, in a one-off game, not in you know the middle of a season when you have games every three, four days. I get the logic behind not playing all your best players all the time on the pitch if they're available. And two are just coming back from knee surgery. But my point is, we would all love to see it. But yeah. realistically, it's not possible. Yeah. One, because of injuries. Two, because of, you know, where they have to play on the field. You just, you have conflicts there. You really can only play in the 3-5-2, Dimity or Chiesa one at a time. So, I don't know. Maybe you take, maybe you put Vlaovic on the bench and you put Chiesa and Dimity up front. You know, overall, I think out of all the, the losses we had in the league this season, which aren't too many, mm -hmm. this was the most logical one. Like, I can see why we lost here. It's just we weren't bad, but sometimes it happens. Yeah, it happens to the team against us. We were all, you know, hyping the, the youngsters up when they beat Arsenal 2 nothing. That was even worse. They had like two shots on goal, two goals. Arsenal sat on our goal and everyone was happy. Today we got the opposite. Yeah. I think we were the better team. You Look, guys know we don't speak Spanish. Come here's on. Here's the thing. Stop it. You know, three four two one. Why not try three four two one? Um, why not try three four three? Again, I think half the battle for us is the roles, the roles mm -hmm. that we are asking the players to fill. Dusan Vlaovic, for me, we have to find a way to get this guy involved because this the hold up play and working on the whole play that's great, but it can't just end there, and we can't just be sticking him into uh, the spot and just hoping for crosses coming in there. It's all about how we use our players. Mm -hmm. I will die on this hill of a two-man pivot and one attacking mid and help push Di Maria closer to the area. One of the things I highlighted in this game going into the one against Roma was you absolutely have to take advantage of their backline, the fact that they are rigid and flat and they usually don't drop their zones. That means you have to play close off your striker and teams that gave them problems use their striker as a pivot in and around the area. 
we only used our pivot in the buildup to move up the pitch. And then we didn't play off Vlaovic whatsoever. And our other forward, who's Di Maria, was never anywhere close to Dusan Vlaovic. Um, mm-hmm. So we did the opposite of something that has been highlighted through weeks and weeks and weeks of video on how to play Roma. Again, it's how we use our players. That is a bigger, bigger issue than setup. For me. And there, there, is, there is an issue I see there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because in, in the 3-5-2, because right now the one who creates most chances and distributes play in attack is Di Maria. And maybe having Pogba back will help him a lot because he can't be everywhere all the time. He can't facilitate on the right and in the center and then on the left. I mean, there, there has to be someone in there that can do that from a different area of the pitch. And maybe then Di Maria wouldn't have to drop so far back because there is someone there who can pass the ball nearly as good as him. So that's that's a problem I see with the 3-5-2. Di Maria has to be everywhere in order for something to happen. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to get to. I, I'm going to get to this one. This game, and to Luca's earlier point with the cross and the ball in, this game, out to your point again, had to be playing a phone booth. You had to, had to go through the middle. It needed close quarters, you know, skills that Di Maria has. What did Pogba do when he came in? Top of the 18, penetrating the 18-yard box, right? Okay, he lost the ball a couple of times, but that game, I guess, again, against big center backs, you got to work through the middle on the ground, low cross from the side, and that only really started happening when Pogba came in. And then Vlavic, that, that's not really his game, right? Even his game when, is a quick foot, quick, quick footwork. And, and even to your point, like when Pogba comes in and we start, like, it again... You see his arms up a million times and we can't find him. And it's mm-hmm. like Pogba wants the ball all the mm-hmm. time. We got to find him quicker. But not only that, he gets a ball. He turns his man. I think it was uh, Ibanez at the time. No, it was Matic. Turns his man beautifully. There's fucking nobody around him. Right. There is nobody around him. There's Vlaovic being marked by three players. Yeah, he and there's nobody the making a trailing run that old Pogba's going to turn this guy. I can be right here talking. Like, our unwillingness to get forward drives me nuts. Now, on the Locatelli substitution, this is the kind of stuff that fuels um, agendas. And when Max says shit like this, it's brutal. But literally, towards the Locatelli change, he says, I didn't like how far forward he was getting at that point. And we needed stability and whatnot. It's like, you're 1-0 down in a game and you're probably not going to score multiple obviously mm-hmm. from what's going on. And I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, that one really does bother me because but again, I, I can what see is, what he's saying. What's that? I can see up what he means. Oh, this is I, I mean, no, I don't think it's that, <laughs> you know, literal. I think in general, he, would rather look at Telly stayed back. I mean, what he's saying is that he wants the, I think, or what should happen is the other guys, the other midfielders, push up and get into the area. It shouldn't be Locatelli because he's your defensive midfielder. And if Roma get another one out of a counter attack because you are missing your defensive midfielder, then it's game over. So maybe in Max's head, the way he sees it that is that he's staying back. He rather try to score in a one-one then risk conceding and ending the game to nothing. You've risk already analysis. got you've already, already got down. Quadrado kind of yep. ruled out. 
you've already got Quadrado kind of ruled out. For me, it's not just why change him? Why change him though? And if you want to change oh, that's them, a different whatnot, if you want to change them or whatnot, I don't disagree with pushing forward from the middle. Another thing we highlighted in the match day live, Roma likes to drop back it like deep if you're set up. And it when they do that, your quarterback should go higher up and they should get involved. We have more than enough cover. We pay a three-back system too. We had more than enough cover. Step Bremer up in behind uh, Locatelli if you want to not give them an opportunity to turn. Use Quadrado, shift him inside. There's ways to work that. But to simply just say it like that and take him out of the game and then get Paredes, who completely added nothing beyond breaking the lines. Awful. But, but I think he had three giveaways. Happened, but when it happened, we were already in a 4-3-3. I mean, Danilo was pushing high. In the last 15 minutes, he was always, you know, pushing and, you know, running forward. Quadrado was out, so Chiesa was there, so he was pushing too. I mean, I, I 100% agree that the two other midfielders have to run there and be in the area. I think he's saying just poor wording on his side, but I think he's saying Lucatelli shouldn't be the one to do that. Yeah, I think a good summary. I, I don't think we were horrible, my guy. You know, I don't think we we're horrible. I think what it what it showed is is we are a team that does not often play from behind, right? We don't come back in games. It's just not our thing. We we have yeah. to score first. Yeah. When when we're trying when we're when we're down a goal or two, we just we're forced to create, and that just hasn't been our thing this year. You know, whether that's yeah. Max or the players, it's just that our thing has been one nothing. Lock it down. Our thing is this team can't score goals. And offensively in the final third, the lack of patterns or ideas is evident. It's evident. Mm -hmm. We, is it better? And this is the argument I was making uh, yesterday with some fans is that it's way better than it was at the start of the year. And that's not to say that it doesn't still need work, but to, again, to go back to the setup as being the problem, the setup has been the best numerically in far as far as creation goes and everything since the start of the year, and definitely when it comes to conceding. Tony so, stinks, by the way. This was a well organized team that we're playing against. Sorry, Lucci. When we play a well organized team and we're down one nothing, we can't come back. How about that? Go do some yeah. work, shithead. Yeah. And again, at the end of the day, people don't want to call it unlucky. It is unlucky. It's unlucky. It's a Can't it's score. a shit game, you know. Um, but again, you're playing one of Mourinho's teams, trying to get uh, trying to get something. And again, you, if you're gonna break a team down like that, especially after the the one goal, we don't have the ideas to do so. Zero ideas. We got to go back to the drawing board. And this is this is where the criticisms of Max, I think, are fair when we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Lack of pattern to play in the offense to help these guys and bring them together and whatnot. One of the other things, too, we talked about Pogba coming back. Pogba hasn't been around. So these guys, like him going into pockets and them trying to find him and whatnot, like that's a whole nother level of chemistry that has to be developed. And we're waiting for it to be on the fly and we're waiting for it to work like that. It's tough. There's a lot of things, different things at play here that we have to factor in. Four, three, what about with Luke with Keen on if he had managed to stay? So Moise Keen, we gotta talk about the situation. So okay, I get that P- look, 
man, this is another part of this game that frustrates the hell of me is how sucked into their shithousery Juve got. Mm -hmm. Because this wasn't the only instance. It was ha it happened to Kostic on the sideline where he got a yellow card. Happened to a couple other guys. Like we were getting involved in their shithousery when we needed to take care of business and put them under and find that goal. Moise Keane, I get it. Mancini is a absolute piece of shit. Okay, he's a Massive. toilet. He's a toilet. Mm -hmm. Okay, the fact that we let him score also is brutal. But the fact that this guy was doing it all game and should have seen his second yellow and got sent off for the Moise Keen play, I get it. Retaliation, Keen, red card, 100%. And absolutely inexcusable. He should have never mm -hmm. done that. Okay? But Mancini deserved a yellow too, and he should have been sent off. Second yellow, red card, because that's absolute garbage. He drug him by his kit for like mm -hmm. two yards. What are we talking about here? Yeah, the I ref was a little bit... Yeah, that's exactly the point. What he let go and what it was weird. Yeah, it was very inconsistent, and I, I actually felt the the straight red card was kind of harsh because mm -hmm. I mean, no, 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 it it the action deserves a red card, mm -hmm. but the the referee should have you know calmed the situation because King has just stepped on and he was pulled, dragged on the floor by that guy. So, you know, retaliation is not out of the question. I think it should no, be that's a straight right card. It should be, but like Al said, it should be also a second yellow. And yeah, Mancini should have got a ball. second yellow, but Keen's straight red stands like I, that. You I can't think of that. Like, Moise Keen should have gotten in his face and probably shoved him. And yeah, you know, and you want to get at him, get at him in the game, man. Take the body to him. And somebody should have done that earlier on, also when Mancini was struggling in the first half. Take these yeah. guys through the game, like get tough, read some weaknesses and take it to them. Not get sucked into this shit housery. Yeah, if you're gonna take a red, you know, make sure you draw blood at least. But if if Keen <laughs> when Keen right, if you what are we talking about here? If uh but to your point out, when you when he after he hit him like that, at least get in the ref ref's face and be like, Did you see what he did to me? I'm not leaving until you look at what he did to me. Yeah, right. but he can't check a he can't check a yellow card. That's that's the question. Oh. If King doesn't kick him back, does he get the yellow and get sent off? I, I don't think so. I didn't no, get that feeling. Well, no. I don't even think he called the foul. That's why I felt it was a bit harsh because that wasn't you know a sportsmanlike behavior from Mancini. And no. it was evident and it was and it was very close to it. I mean, no way he missed it. I don't know. I don't know. Now Freiburg, Europa League. Yeah. All the same. Don't Three, change five, a goddamn two. thing. Don't change a, don't change a thing. Yeah, Fry, Freiburg are interesting. They oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They're, they're kind of similar to us in, in the way they play. Like, they, they have wow. games where they're all over and scoring goals and their system works, but they have games where they're just horrible. Much better at home than away. I don't know. They let in a lot of goals. One. They're a sieve at the back. Come on. Yeah. We have to score. If there is a if there's a game ever where we got to open the floodgates, it's Thursday. Has to happen. See, yeah, we, got, we got to have them chasing the game. Correct. I don't. And again, this is when it comes down to this team and whatnot. It's. I know that. Look. We are almost too, too patient. 
and too calm. This is another thing why I go back to the Locatelli change and what he's directing and stuff. And it's more about the message that things like that kind of send, right? Is that like, okay, he's saying he's abandoning the back one up, but rather than look for an, a, a repair with the guys you have out there, and there was water breaks too. There was a bunch of stoppages. The guys were coming to the side for water. Dictate what you mm -hmm. want to happen to cover for that or just shut mm -hmm. it down completely. But I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Um, I think we don't play well through the middle we don't utilize the middle enough that is highlighted in certain numbers of touches through certain players <clears throat> Di Maria needs to be in and around the area especially if you're only playing two forwards um there's a lot that we need to uh sort out I know he wants Di Maria to be this quarterback and everything but in a game like that yesterday it's different to a game against Nance Nance dropped off and Di Maria had all the space and time in the world mm -hmm. yesterday he didn't have that so if you're going to get him the ball, he's got to be higher up because just having him behind our mids yesterday when they're still closing it down and all he can do is pass back to the defense or whatnot, he had like two long balls. Just get him forward and play off of Vlaovic so that Di Maria can be close to him. We, As much as people want to shit on Vlaovic, and I'm not defending his play because he, he needs a lot more for sure, but at the same time, how we use our players is mm -hmm. huge. We don't do that guy any favors. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, we got we got to find ways to score against teams that close down. That that's a, a big issue for us. We're better. I won't say better, but when we have space, we do a lot better. But when space is closed down and some teams just shut off. We can't find a way to score, so it just ends up crossing. There's a huge creativity problem. Yeah, yeah. Not huge. Major. I mean, we get the balls in the area. There's something in the area that we don't do well. Vlahovic always looks on the wrong side of the cross. Whenever it's far post, he's near post, but no one is covering, and it's always the same. Look at every cross Kostic had last night. I mean, Vlahovic wasn't near any of them. So there's a mismatch there or someone is missing in the area to be on the other hand. We saw it a couple of times. It's something we need to figure out. Here's one thing is uh, that's just constant. And this hasn't taken Max Allegri out of the equation because every time we feel that this team's going to turn the corner, they fall flat on their face. And that's, that's with the Saudi season. That's with the Pirlo season. And that is with Max Allegri 2.0. So the constant there is, in fact, the players and the roster. We can't ignore that. Like, I mean, this game yesterday, the moments were there. And a little bit sharper, we probably get through that. It's just not clicking right now. It's just not clicking right now. And we could say that, yeah, it's the coach's job to get them all clicking. Sure. But at the same time, you've got to balance everything out. We had a lot of injuries and guys are coming back, but you can't you you can't use that ex as an excuse all the time because, you know, we played well against other teams and then we I think we just we just ran into a good team and we just, just yeah. couldn't. Everybody, score, get man. your storm the barn questions in now. Okay, start getting your yeah. storm the barn questions. Now we got time for some. Um, you guys, Omar, go I ahead. have a quit. I have a question. It's very general, but I think that the answers are going to be divided. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, are we having a good season when you look at everything and considering everything that's happened and you take away the minus 15? I mean, even stat-wise, it's not that bad. We're second place. I think we're third in uh, conceding in the league. Napoli are having a great season. Everyone is dropping points. Uh, I mean, Inter lost seven games so far, more than us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad. We've had worse season where we're, you know, going in and out of top four all the time. And now, I mean, if we're second place, if we get the 15 points back, how do you look at, at the season so far? Terrible until the middle of October. And then it, it went up from there. And then that minus 50, you can't, I would say as a whole, for me, what this team has done since match day 19, which was the match day just after the minus 15, this would have destroyed any other team. They would have fallen off. I have the points since that, uh, the points gained since that against other teams. I'll get to that in a minute. But you can't say that this is, has been a, for me, it hasn't been a bad season for me simply because of what we've done since match day 19, right? We haven't fallen off. We've, you know, the players have stayed at it. We won a knockout round in, uh, in Europe. Okay. Fair enough. It's Europa league, but still, right. We're still in the hunt for a European spot in the league despite that. So for me, yeah, it's a success. Consider- it's, it's considering hard everything. Say. Yeah. It's hard to say to I think it's an okay season. Second place, that they're having a bad season. We're having a second place. We're having an okay season. Okay, it's below. It's below the standards we have set as fans after a decade of dominance. But to be fair, it's just an okay season. We're second place. You can only judge them what's happened Sul Campo, not the nonsense afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's an okay season. But we're second. If you look at our numbers, we do not score goals, and we need to figure that out. It's all about progress. Okay. So even if people do want to talk, I don't want to dive into this thing with Max Allegri deep. Okay. But if you want to talk about making a coaching change, what would lead you to, because it's like, well, how can you say this is a good season? He needs to go all this. Listen, it's a, it's an okay season. The progress has been there from the start of the season till now, but the season is not over. And now he has that excuse gone. What did I say when we would be able to really know what we've got in Max is when he has this team healthy because then it eliminates yet another excuse. So the rest of the progression from here on out to season's end is can he get this team scoring goals, which is a problem. And that is a problem through the eye test. It is a problem through the numbers. It continues to show there in the statistics of games won after conceding. It's there. This is the next step of progress. If he cannot achieve that with our best players... In my opinion, it's time for a change and someone that can. Okay, yeah. that's just as simple as I could put it. The team has to consistently be evolving and making progress. Has there been progress from the start? Yes. Are we done? Not even close no. to where we need to be. Yeah, no. yesterday was yesterday was the start of another season within a season. So I just kind of jotted down some numbers because I wasn't sure what they were. So Match day 19 to 25. So yesterday was 25. Match day 19 was the Atalanta draw, which was two days after the minus 15. Only two teams have gained more points than us in that time. So Napoli's gained 18. We've gained 14. We've gained 13 points in those seven weeks. Rome has also gained 13, but that's because they beat us yesterday. So we would have 
right? We would have been six up on them, but no. Uh, Rome, Inter, Bologna all gained 13, Milan 9, Atalanta 9. So we're doing good work in catching up to the to the leader. Well, surpassing the pack that we're in, in the middle. Great job. But Al, to your point, now we need to start catching those front runners. Yesterday was yeah. a game that we needed. And that's the only thing I'm disappointed in. Okay, we played okay, but we really needed those three points. And April is going to be an absolute like gauntlet. Yeah, like, like we, we almost said, need full points in April. Like yeah. we said, we had we had a relatively easy schedule, easier than the other top teams yeah. in the league. I mean that you have you also have all that disappears that in April. consideration. This and why you, the one that hurt, the thing that hurts me the most about this one is that March needs to be pretty much perfect. Um, because yeah, April's yeah. gonna be an absolute gong show. But nonetheless, this happens in football sometimes, is what yeah. it is. But as yeah. far as Max, progress. I need progress, and the next step is the biggest one because it's our biggest detriment, the fact that this team can't put the ball in the back of the net. If he can't get that happening consistently, whether it's an okay season or not, finishing second, it won't matter for me because it's about progress and continuing to build and move forward. If you're not moving forward, you're staying stagnant or you're going backwards. So it has to keep moving forward. Storm the yeah. barn. We're going to get some of these. Forza Juve. A reminder, everybody, like the video while you're here. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. Simple. Forza Hit Juve. Let's say Juve sell Dushan for 120 mil. What do you do with the money? Well, obviously spread it out. We need fullbacks, we need fullbacks, and you need a center back partner for Bremer. If you ask me, and another we, shouldn't, we shouldn't stay in a three, five, two permanently. I think the goal would be to four, three, three news. Speaking of news topics, um, Di Maria, there's growing confidence that there could be a renewal there and talks are going to start up soon. Who knows? But uh, 120 mil. I mean, right now there's too much uncertainty. We always talk about this. Who do you buy? Who do you do? There's way too much uncertainty to even gauge an idea mm -hmm. of what players are going to be available to us. It's going to come down to European play and whatnot to see what kind of targets we can really be looking at. You know, I named a name yesterday that I would love, and that's Marcus Turam, if I'm being serious, on a free and whatnot. But again, would he come into this right now? Probably not. Probably no. not. So it's a very right. difficult question to answer. Do you guys have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like you said, uh, you spend money or make some free signings in areas you need. Center back, fullbacks, I think we shouldn't handle the midfield. Just decide who we're keeping and who we're loaning. If Vlahovic is gone, let's say we don't renew Keane or we do renew him, I'd still get someone. I will sign Milik and I will get someone who's like half proven. See what I'm saying? Like maybe I, I'll celebrate Skamaka from West Ham because he's like third choice there. And David Moyes is horrible with youngsters too. So he's not playing. But it, there is a good striker in there and he's familiar with the league. So maybe I salvage him for a lower cost than a top tier striker. Yeah. You know, some, maybe Willie Nyoto. Whoever. We are going to need to be very methodical and obviously work on the cheap in the summer. Um, yeah, even 120 for Vlaovic. How much of that do we keep? 40? Like, how much do we still owe on the Vlaovic deal? Uh, yeah, but, but you have more money coming in from like Bentoncourt and Kulusevsky and all those deals. It's not only those are spread I mean, out over a couple of years. I'm just saying, like, them, keep yeah. selling because I'm going to look that up right now. I'll tell you, selling Vlaovic for 120 doesn't mean we get 120. 
right? No, we but, have, but, but on the you, books. We might, but on the books, we might have, after that, we might have like 60. What the hell are you going to buy for okay. 60? Shit, Omar, you're worth 35 these days, right? You're yeah. not going to get... Well, don't sell them short there, pal. My mom, my, my mom says so. In twenty one twenty two, it was total of eighty one point six mil. Okay, so what? That's one season. That would be two seasons off of there. So, uh, yeah. And what's his contract term? Eighty one sixty. Um, I'm trying to find the contract term because I can't remember what it was. So it's a four year contract. Four year deal. 80, so, so, he's still mil. 40. so it's forty. So one twenty gets us eighty. Eighty banked capital. Pretty good, pretty good. But you can't no, empty it. No. You can't empty it on one. Like you'd have to spread no, that out. Not on one player. Not exactly. on one player. You'd have to spread that out. But again, it's very tough with the circumstances, yeah. right? There's so much uncertainty. Now we're gonna keep yeah, going yeah. to storm the barn here. We're gonna keep it going. Everybody, keep it rolling. Let's go. Like the video. We're gonna keep. keep it uh, we're gonna try and machine gun some of these here. Uh, let's next up, uh, Dan Lucci. STD, are you okay, buddy? It's ST, <laughs> dude. Are you? Right? Go get that checked, pal. Okay, that's awful, awful. Clean and remember, cookies. every time he's on here, the spam that comes in the live chat. Empty your cookies, you Christ. lunatic. What Clearly, color is it? STD, disgusting. <laughs> Instead of man of the match, who was the worst? But please screenshot <laughs> that. Uh, also, uh, we're gonna use this so later. Close. Now. Um, <laughs> Instead of man of the match, who was the worst player on the pitch? Paredes, Cuadrado, Duchamp. So for Paredes me, Paredes touched the ball five times when, and he gave it away three. When they didn't do man of the match, so late too that it's like for me, it's a move. For me, Cuadrado really hurt us, especially in the final third. Hmm. We didn't do Cuadrado. man of the match. Who's your man of the match? Danilo, Kostic, Kostic. But Joey played okay. I'd actually give it to Rabio. Really? Yeah. Rabio did good. I yeah, I don't think I had fine. any problems with Rabio, but I don't know. Like Danilo Kostic for me probably stand out, but it was a pretty it's... drab game to try and find yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But... I mean, I looked at the stats and they're just I didn't post them because there was nothing significant to, to post. Yeah, we're gonna keep machine gunning him. Uh, Lucci, get that check, buddy. Come on. At the time, who is more solid and should be starter in back three, Bonucci or Sandro? Sandro. Right now, Sandro. Sandro right now. Sandro right now. Bonucci looked looked okay in that game because there was absolutely no pressure on him. There was no press. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Luca says uh, man of the match was most certainly Kostic. So now yeah, that really uh, he agrees he with me, I might be wrong. Um, yep. Yeah. It's usually what happens. Luca, what do you three think? Each think of Benucci and okay, so now we know Sandro went out to the finish, but sliding Daniel to the left side where he struggled. Did he struggle on the left side? Oh, Wade Benucci's distri distribution abilities, in my opinion. I don't know if I'd necessarily say Danilo struggled. I feel like it got really weird and congested there for a bit once Kostic left. It, it was, I don't know, it, it was kind of weird. Sandro plays that a little bit differently now, knowing with Kostic here. Again, we go back to chemistry and how these guys are used, how they're playing. When Kostic is there, Sandro knows he can move inside a bit and open up some space for Kostic, try and utilize a 1v1 there or give him an inside option or whatnot. It's different. Danilo was trying to hug the line, and mm -hmm. so was the player ahead of him. And even when a change was made in keys, it was they're hugging the same area, right? So, again, I just put that down to um, 
just the guy's not familiar. And Danilo's been playing on that right side for quite some time in a back three. When it switched to a four, it was it was different. It was awkward. And that's why I say starting things off like that against Freiburg too, I don't know if I'd necessarily go back for. But what do you guys think? But who is who is who's Sandro's sub, substitute there other than Benucci? Well, that's just it. Right, like Rugani, Gatti, okay. or whatnot. If you want to keep okay. that system going and whatnot, I don't think that's why we didn't end up scoring the goals because we no. switched to a four-three-three or anything no. like that. And Bonucci the problem wasn't, wasn't there yesterday. The problem wasn't there. Bonucci was actually, you know, offensively was spraying good passes around and forward. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good part of his game. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he didn't have a whole lot to do besides the goal. Roma mostly set back. But I think Allegri got it wrong with the Chiesa substitution. Um, because then you had Danilo, Kostic, and Chiesa occupying basically the same position. They were all pushing forward through the left and stepping on each other's toes. I think Fajoli wasn't the one who should have been taken out. I think it was Kostic. Yeah. So we lost kind of some of the balance there. But Bonucci, I mean, why did he come on? Unexpected substitution. He had to do something. Yeah. Well, aren't too many options anyway yeah i didn't see much on the change i didn't think much of it it is what it is sandra i thought something was going on or max wanted to utilize Benucci in terms of ball playing but again the whole thing it's got to click for everybody and we've got some parts of the game we need to put together and they need to do it fast dells can this season still be classed a success if you finish trophyless again absolutely not absolutely not it's not a successful season to even finish second place at juventus but is it progress on last season absolutely it would be from where we finished last season to finish in second now that's progress but not a success no and the thing is even when juve succeeds and wins a trophy there is work to be done your work should never be done you should always be looking to keep growing and evolving and whatnot so Definitely not a success. Yeah, no. it's just, for for me it is. Considering everything that's happened, our whole fucking board resigned because they were doing potentially illegal shit. And our manager is the only football mind in our entire club. And we have all these injuries. Yeah, it's a success for me, sure, without a trophy. Sure. Yeah, I think I think they really need one. I think that's they, what yes. Max is what Max is aiming for, one. going strong in a Copa or even Europa to, you know, create some sort of, of winning mentality to this team and to these young players and maybe start again some sort of uh, title winning season, even if it's only Copa or Europa, because uh, they don't have it right now. They don't seem like a team who whose their mentality is right for winning trophies. So I don't think even Max is yep. even looking at the table right now. He is for Champions League, but I think he's aiming for a Copa and maybe a win there can, you know, give them some mentality I, of winners and they start performing differently. I just can't call it a successful season. It it, it can't be a successful sure. season. I think that this cycle needs a trophy to kick it off. Omar, is it right a successful now. season or not? Answer the question. I don't know. It's not over yet. So far, I mean, I've, I've asked you the question a few minutes ago. Omar. If we finish trophyless, right is it a successful oh, season? A hard no. Yeah, it can't be. It can't right. be. I thought we were going to machine what the hell these standards things. are we setting here? 
You guys are too hard. We might as well fucking go join Lucci and fucking get STD. I don't know what the hell we're doing. Just be Roma fans. Mm-hmm. Michael Raza, what do you say to this team in the locker room to help us bounce? Listen, the put message the ball in the net. What? Put the ball in the goddamn net. That's what you said. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Scores of freaking goals. Scores Look, goals. this team shouldn't need motivation. I've talked about this a lot and speculated a lot on shows. They don't need a reason to get pumped up. It's us against the world. It's been proven through Syria, which is an absolute joke. Lazio, Napoli, and another team just went through an investigation that nobody even heard about, and they were cleared and whatnot. It's us against the world. There should be no motivation required. That That's simple. Uh, but the message, man, the message should be exactly that. But the message needs to continue with what he did with Barnechea and Paredes. And that's if your effort at the very least isn't there and your heart's not into it, I don't need you. That's all. That's it. Pretty simple. What do you guys think? Anything to add? Nope. Sounds good to me. Good job. All right. Just if that, if giving the finger to the entire league and the Italian system and judicial system isn't incentive enough, I mean, you don't need anything more than that. Did anybody so did anybody after the game just play FIFA and destroy people because of how pathetic I sometimes do that. Yesterday I actually just went and lift weights. It's pretty I got off I, the live and I went and worked out and then spent time with my daughters. That was it. Done. What did you guys do? Forget that one. Oh it was pretty late for me. I mean it was all uh, it was midnight when the game ended. Um but I, I enjoy playing FIFA more after we win. After we win, I get like, yeah, I want to play FIFA. I want to kick someone's ass. After we lose, I, I'm not in the mood for more. Oh, man, I love destroying people after after a loss. It feels good. Because you got the UV kit, you're banging goals. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Anth, what would you do yesterday after the loss? Read a book, house chores. I got shit to do, man. I can't be sitting around worrying about <laughs> Juventus results all day. I got I got stuff to do. I got responsibilities. Read a book. Talking? Read a book, to do. laundry, I had to go grocery shop. I, had st- I got stuff to do. I can't be all sitting right, around moping all around right. all Sunday. Well, on, people. look, everybody's opinions are all over the place when it comes to this Juventus. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see that through the live chat today. We can see it through the panel today. There's so many question marks around this team, and there's still a lot of football left to play. Okay. Um, looking for answers for Federico Chiesa. He needs to start and all this, and Di Maria needs to play. And look, we will see what happens. I truly do believe Max will attempt a 4-3-3. I just don't know when. And as far as is there a right time or is there, I think there will be opportunities from here on out, despite how important every game continues to be for us. We just have to be patient and see what happens. But my fear is that the 4-3-3 alone and just how we set things up isn't the be-all, end-all. And I think mm-hmm. it's going to come down to the roles that we ask of the players and how we put them in positions to succeed. Mm-hmm. But time will tell, and then we'll have a whole different discussion to tackle everybody. No, no, um, no. Live chat, again, if you guys could drop a like on the video, much appreciated. Thank you for all the Storm in the Barn question. You guys were great. Again, as always, we will bring you daily update videos, of course, leading up to the Freiburg game, and then, of course, Match Day Live. We'll get you here. in the pregame show. Unfortunately, got work to do. No watch-along for that Stop one, me. okay? But 
We'll get you ready leading up to that one, and we'll see what UV mm-hmm. does. That one's going to be a big one, that first lake, and Freiburg is going to be a very, very tricky opponent. Early calls, early projections. Does Juventus get by Freiburg in Europa League? Yes or no? Gut, shoot from the hip, Anthony. We went 4-1 on Thursday. Oh, Jesus, I, I think- was talking about like just the knockout time, I, of 4-1 yes. on Thursday. Omar, are we getting through Freiburg? I think we do. I think we do as well. I think we do as well. And again, these will be measurables that we will look at when rating the entire season as Mm -hmm. well. So there's still a lot to talk about, Juventini. We didn't kick the week off with a victory that we wanted. That's okay. We continue on. I'll keep you up to date, everybody. Again, thank you very, very much. And listen to Luca. This is the only time I say listen to Luca. Like the video. Subscribe. Grazie tutti for the uh, therapy session. Okay, these things always help. We let it out. And now we move on because it's another day, one more step at a time. Okay, on to the next one, on to Freiburg. Grazie tutti. As always, fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Do not forget to, if you want to show some love to the channel, 20% off for the next seven days at the merch store on YouTube. Okay, so Mm -hmm. uh, check out the designs. Amici di nessuno. Hey, my gear's coming. It's time to embrace that, everybody. It's what we are. Ciao tutti. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.